0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Social Distance Podcast. A, rare, a quite a rare episode, where we talk mainly about cycling. Actually, uh, we talk yeah, about the nationals. Uh, yeah. The nationals was a bit of a a bit of a shambles with the weather that came in. And George runs us through what happened on that day. We talk about the recent um, discussions over that should time trial bikes be banned due to safety reasons and and other things. And Jones,
1: we have a big announcement on the show today. Massive massive it's related to merch and this is finally a promise because we don't have to do it Mm. Mm.
0: exactly so we'll hand on that uh to other people to deal with so anyway (laughs) tune in guys uh you'll enjoy the show listen to the end for the big announcement like share subscribe let's let's just run the intro and wing it like we
1: always do and see what comes out of it Uh, let's get ready to rumble
0: Front right kick. Just didn't My radar's going pretty hard at the moment. I think is-
1: Will you shut, shut up, up, man? That
0: escalated quick. Oh,
1: We're gonna to need to get some more qualified
2: guests on this, shall we? Hey <laughs> <laughs> guys, welcome back
0: to the Social Distance Podcast. Jonesy's caught me off guard and he's hit the he's hit cool. the play button before I got my headphones going, but I can just work it out. Um, how are we lost unpack lost to unpack today george has just finished for nationals um a race that was full of i don't know if we want to say controversy or controversy but a race that was filled with plenty of mm. um changes and race that was filled with plenty of um surprises for the bike riders but anyway uh you didn't win it so you don't have to worry about your name being on the fucking intro anymore
2: yeah great start <laughs> Um, what is that? <laughs> great start. I'm, on the, we're in a, I'm in a real hosphosher of a bloody situation. I'm flying out tonight. I'm running off 4G and just I'm just at sixes and sevens. But quick round in the Nationals. Yeah, didn't win. So, um, pretty excited. I don't have to go through the Jersey controversy. Um, and I'm pretty excited we can flick that old intro. So, mm-hmm. I, I think that you just got to turn a loss into a win. And it was bizarre though. I, I, people I probably don't really know what happened. A lot of people, it was quite a bizarre race. It was probably the strangest race I've ever done in my life. In fact, it was well, almost definitely the strangest race I've ever done in my life. We woke up, you, up on race morning. You would have done some, some very strange races running. too. And, you know, I've done some very strange races, but there was a cycle coming. A, you're I was a strange bloke. Yeah. I'm a strange <laughs> bloke in strange times doing a strange sport. <laughs> but this was particularly strange because we woke up and I was like lying in bed in the morning. I was like, fuck, it's raining. I knew it was going to, I thought oh, it was going to be raining because it's cyclones coming. And I got up and opened the curtains. and like, oh, it's not raining. What was all that shit on the roof? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, this fucking tree was blowing down and all the, you know, it sounded like rain because all the branches were hitting the roof. And um, I looked outside and looked across the fence and this huge tree had fallen down. I was like, well, this isn't good. And then we started getting updates like, oh, the because it was meant to be four times up this pretty big hill and we were we were pretty good you know we saw it's gonna be windy sort of a big hill in it and I was like oh sort of starting to fancy your chances here you know like it was a pretty good course for me and Finn like it's always good when you just go up the hill and then it's so windy that no one can work together and it always favors you you know and then um we started hearing sitting there eating this 1500 calorie breakfast and i would sort of just halfway finished the last bite and like, oh race has been delayed I was like mm, okay and then I was like, that's not good. And then I saw this photo of Mangakawa Hill and all these trees were down. I was like, oh, fuck, we're not getting up there. And so they said, oh, look, we're going to try and do a race and we're just going to do this flat commute race. But it was like 50k now crossies. So we were like, oh, I'm definitely not going to win the Nationals now. But, you know, you never know. Maybe we'll get it. Maybe you'll get lucky or something. And uh, we started racing. It was pretty windy. It was pretty windy. But, like, you know, Ghent Wavergum spec when, was it Paulini one? Was um, mm. that, that mental year? yeah so it was windy as hell and we started racing and um, like black spoke obviously had a lot of guys there and they sort of they'd sent a bloke up the road in the end because we couldn't really split it because it was pretty hard to get organized We don't have a team of eight guys it's pretty hard to like you know get up so they they eventually just sent one guy up the road and everyone had sort of come off the come off the gas a bit and waiting waiting for like all right who's gonna go who's gonna split it. And we, I think we had three laps to go, maybe two it. It was on the third lap. It was meant to be six laps. It was only going to be like a 120k race or something. So we've probably done like 60k. We finally got all the boys organized. Like, I go to Novi, gone to like a few of the other teams. all like, right right, this lap, we've just got to split it. We've just got to, if we don't go now, like, we, we're just going to keep flapping around at 20k an hour. So we start smacking it. And I just get blown off the road. So I just got like hooked straight off the road. And then I get back to the, so I ended up in the ditch, get back to the Peloton finally. And then this bloke comes up on the motorbike and he's like, last lap. I'm like, what do you mean last lap? It's like 60K to go. We're like, no, 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 last lap, like finishes in 5K. Well, there's a bloke three minutes up the road. He's like, yeah, well, the race finishes in 5K. (laughs) (laughs) What? I was like, well, I don't reckon we can pull back. Three minutes and five k.
1: That's like when Green Edge hit the bus. The bus hit the yeah. finish line. So that,
2: so that whole thing there in, in, in Rubber Bank in Jumbo, there's always like you always hear guys joking about like, guys, the finish is at the finish, and you're like, what? Mm. What are you talking about? And but they're talking about that day when Rabobank did the, did the bus, the lead out, and then and then they were going to finish the race five k early or whatever it was, and then last minute. So that everyone started their lead outs and then like 2K before the new finish line, they said, No, 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 we've got the bus out. We're finishing at the finish line now. So i yeah. was like, No, oh, what is it the finish? But we were like coming in, like, I'm not real sure what's going on here. And I wasn't like, I was like, Wow, okay, that's the race. But I tried to help one of my under 23 mates win his title. But um that was it, that was the race. And then <laughs> they, they just we got to the finish line and it was just confusion. We're like, well you know what
1: happened why, why did they do that what they well I, I the think list?
2: actually what happened is um I heard a rumor that civil defense issued a, a warning and I think if there's like a civil defense warning you're pretty much uninsured if you mm. you know so I think it was, it was like it's nobody's fault like it wasn't like nah. uh, you know it was just one of those and then like what was shit is I finished the race and I was like well I've only done two hours and I've just had you know four days easy before this race or whatever. And I got UAE tour. And I was like, fuck, now I gotta go training. Hmm. So I just kid it up and just went out. Had to go to another couple of hours just dodging falling trees and shit. But it was like it was windy, but it wasn't that bad. Like I would have I wouldn't have thought twice about going training. Um hmm. yeah.
0: Do you know do you know what's funny is that like I, I when I promoted this po- this on the pod on the social distance podcast Instagram, I said like um well, firstly, I congratulate James Fouché because you know congratulations to James. He's a bloody top bloke. He's won the national title before and he's won it now for the second time. Yeah. And you know, and um, ultimately the the goal was a couple of years ago. If we want to push it back, we we all petitioned us well to arise to have the nationals changed to uh, February instead of early yeah. January um, to give ourselves a better chance of having the the jersey in Europe, which we thought was a was going to be a better representation for the country. You know, the the New Zealand fern would be would be in Europe. It would be in the biggest races, been the Tour de France, rah, 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 which it was with you, which which it was with Shane Archibald the year before that. Um, yeah. and now that James has won it, you know, although he's not in a World Tour team, he is riding for Black Spoke, which is a which is a New Zealand team supported by Murray Bolton. Um, it's it's actually it's a great it's a great initiative by him to get the you know to. Get New Zealand on the map, and they do race in Europe. So although yeah. it may not be seen in the biggest races, um, it's going to be still in Europe. And congratulations to James. But when I posted this on the Social Distance Podcast Instagram, is what I'm getting at. I said, "Shit, we've got a lot, to, lot to unpack." And I, I think that the fact that our style can be quite, um, you know, different and opinionated and whatever, people would have thought, "Oh, this is going to be good." You know, is going to come yeah. in and go. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, fucking yeah, cancel their race. Fucking take us. I don't care if I have to climb the fucking tree.
1: I'm gonna fucking not me, that climb. You know, give me five more. <laughs> give me five more years in the jersey. Yeah, this, this yeah. young this young bloke cut me off on a bloody headbutted him with about four going to go. Fucking bastard.
2: But the reality <laughs> is that
0: the the weather there was to the point where exactly like you say, George. Civil defence they issue a warning, and mm. It doesn't matter whether you can train in that weather or not, you know. That that's that's by the by, that's besides the point. If, you, and here's, if you, here's the thing
2: is like I can train in that weather, right? Like if someone said to me, Was it too dangerous to race? I'd say, Well, no, not for me, but maybe for some. But then that said, I'm the only guy that got blown off the road. So like you <laughs> yeah. know I mean? yeah. <laughs> And also yeah. like that that is is it too dangerous to
0: race is not your decision to pay to make yeah, nor yeah. is it cycling new zealand's decision to make if the civil defense say hey guys you're running an event that has an insurance policy that has um certain obligations that you need to yeah. follow abide by and if we deem the fact that the weather is too dangerous for for us to to okay that or give you the, the blue tick for that then you can't do it they're actually also hamstrung. like yeah you know, exactly. like, hey, like cycle new zealand would have loved to have seen you go at mangakawa and do the race as yeah, planned. Of, course and been would. All, of course they of course would. they wanted to but the reality and- was that it, they got dealt a card and they were in a position where they're like, fuck, what do we do? And they did, They made the decision based on... And the only
2: options, right? So like what I was thinking is after the race, I was pissed off, but I wasn't necessarily pissed off at anyone in particular. Oh, actually, no, there was one guy I was pissed off with in the race just because I... I'll get into that in a minute. There's a, there's a funny... It's an interesting story. Give
1: us something, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, no, I'll get into that.
2: But like I was just thinking about my reaction, right? And it was this timely um, Instagram post that I drew my my mindset from that morning. I was just like sitting there like waiting for the race to start and it would have been cancelled and stuff. And I was like, I followed this Instagram account and I'm not a big Instagram fan or that active or anything like that. But the daily stoic, you got to get amongst it. And there was just this post and it was like, you can't control what happens, but you can control how you react to what happens. And I was like, right, okay, that's actually quite Mate,
1: good. You should have talked to me before the race. Like, that's my whole mantra, mental yep. cricket. You can't yep. control He's... the bowler's delivery; you can only control your shot. Exactly. You and to I was, go he wouldn't, and have as, that it was, shot, he <laughs> as it yeah, was,
2: you just gave. As it was, I pulled the ball in the head, <laughs> and played a a terrible, sh- you know, swung for the rafters, t- played a terrible shot. But you know, it's it, it, interesting because I was at the end of the race, and I was like, I was fucking angry, and I was like, oh, I'm pissed off, you know. I've, tt went shit house i've taken all this time off i could have been in europe doing altitude camps or whatever you know i don't know could have done anything could have but now i've ridden around for two hours and i've still got to go training and i'm you know all the shit but like you want to be angry at somebody but who do you get angry at the weather yeah. you're like fuck mm. and then and then you're like okay could they have done anything different well there was a cyclone coming could you have put the race the day before don't know what the logistics involved in that are probably quite a lot could you have waited till 2 p.m maybe i don't know there's traffic management there's all sorts of shit isn't there
1: mm. so
2: mm.
1: you just gotta like just release the grip now and flicks over to golf you like don't grip onto the club too hard loosen it and just crack it up the fairway or metaphor- grip it too hard it'll go on, you'll slice it it'll go in the shrubs
0: welcome to the social distance podcast where we just metaphorically talk about other sports diversional therapy <laughs> like, with sports <laughs> um, but the, it the, it's, it's, it's so difficult because like, you know, the reality is that we, we race in some atrocious weather conditions all around the world, you know, and that, that can be anything from freezing cold to boiling hot or mm. from ridiculously windy to, um, you know, whatever. And, and, but <laughs> generally we, we don't stop races, you know, there's, there's been very few, yeah. um, you know, I've I've done a couple of races, Kern Brussels Koen, which has been I've done, well I haven't done, but I've I've been in the start line two times. It's been called called off half an hour before the start because of snow and things like that. But the reality is, like when you when you dumb it down, Cycling New Zealand wanted the race to happen, and they wanted the race to happen in the form that it was supposed to happen in, mm-hmm. and it, and for whatever reason um we maybe could have done some research and spoken to some other people but that's not how we roll on this show and found out why exactly but we but they they weren't able to do it they weren't able to do it so okay
2: what do you think they should have this is what was getting bandied around the end do you think they should have gone okay there's no result or uh, there's still a result well i had had this conversation with i had this conversation
0: with someone the other day that and I don't know if there's a UCI rule for a minimum race distance. I don't think there really is because I was also in um, Almeria Classic, which is a 180k race in southern Spain, early February, that was shortened to 25 kilometers once because of wind. And there was still a winner. But <laughs> Lee ha- Lee Howard won it, actually, oh, years and years ago. He was uh, with um, I Am. Fuck, what year was that, what, 2016 or something? 2015? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But for a championship event, I wonder if there is a minimum distance like what you if
1: know? what if the jersey it was half the size of the normal fern you know just as a symbolic thing where it's a small little fern and they go mate why is that fern half size Or you have, you have to run it's an half- on
2: your jersey <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you just yeah, go oh, mate it's only made... half
1: the race so only I mean, got the small little fern. it's
2: hard to say because like the thing is i love seeing like fouché is going to be in a lot of breakaways that's his go-to thing you know he just goes up the road goes and breakaways and stuff. So it's good to I think it's good that that it'll be seen, you know? And mm. it's what do they say? Well there's just no national champ this year. And then you go, well I, I don't yeah, it's a bit shit for us. Personally
0: I personally I don't think you can do that. And unless, uh, unless there is a UCR rule, which I don't think there is because otherwise it wouldn't have happened. Like, there wouldn't be a there wouldn't have been a jersey given that and it wouldn't be a a result. Yeah. But I I don't think I think that it's it'll it'll always this nationals will always go down with with some sort of asterisk asterisk next to it, and the fact that it was s- s- such an event that you know oh, circumstances yeah. <laughs> created a change change the result actually. But I still think quickly that there should there has to be a national champion, and at the end of yeah. the day, the race was called then for whatever reason, and the national champion is James Fisch- Fouché. It, it reminds me of the Tour of Southland, the, my first ever Tour of Southland I did in two thousand and five, and I was riding for um team subway actually at the time when it was first started in new zealand and there was a it was a stage you know it well George to, into tiana when we used to go over blackmount start uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we started yeah oh yeah and when we started we started in winton it was like 160k stage and tourist south obviously for those who don't know is like it's can be some of the windiest stages windiest bike races you'll ever do and we did a stage to from winton to to tiana and we had to go over this this called black mount which is about a 5k climb with about 60k to go and at this point in time there was a break out the road with our um avid listener and uh very world-renowned new zealand bike rider gordon mccauley and he was on the break when they had about three or four minutes at this point in time it was gordon mccauley jaron Pode, and um anthony chapman i still remember it really well it was my first southland. and then we got to the bottom of black mount and they said we're stopping the race the stage at the top of Black Mount. We had 5K to go. Same thing. It was, it was uphill, but it was like what, 11, 12 minutes to go. We're stopping, it and they're like, mate, this—what well, the, these guys are five minutes up the road. Like, what the fuck are we going to, hmm. we're not going to close that? So we couldn't, we didn't close it, obviously. And then they crossed the finish line. And then we got to the top of Black Mountain, and there was a lot of protesting going on, and, you know, teams going, well, that's bullshit. You can't stop it here, blah, blah, blah. We couldn't close <laughs> the gap. The tour of Southland's over. So they decided with their infinite wisdom, they're like, okay, well, It's actually, it's pretty windy on the other side of Blackman, but the last 15K is actually not that windy. It's quite sheltered. So what we'll do is we'll drive to that point. So we took out 40K of the race, and we'll start it there. And then we'll race from there into Tiana, the last 15K. But what we'll do is we don't know what, we have no idea what the gap was going to be, so we'll just leave it at three minutes or four minutes, whatever it was. So we started with 15K to go, and these three guys were like, okay, they start, and then four minutes later, the Peloton started. So then the Peloton... It was this was probably the first ever protest in professional cycling and they were all amateurs and they were like we're gonna we're not fucking racing good that's bullshit. so we're not gonna we're not gonna race so what happened is we started the stage these guys took off four minutes before us then the peloton took off and I'm this like 18 year old like I'm still a junior at this point and I was like running like ninth on GC or something and I was like well I don't know what to do Fuck, I'm just gonna stay quiet at the back of the bunch and we just rode real easy, and they and they won by fifteen minutes.
1: You don't want to be that guy that when you ride off, they go scab. Yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they put bottles
0: over your head and shit when you get back. Into yeah, the yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking young upstart, you know. And then but they what? won. They, they won the stage by fifteen minutes, and then we were like, "Well, that's bullshit." With teams are continuing to protest, and the comment says like, really? oh, "We gave you a chance. <laughs> we gave you such a second chance." Role, like.
2: They should have. Gordy won the
0: tour. Gordy won the tour for like fifteen minutes. Scared.
2: (laughs) They should have just taken the four minute hit. What they should have done is just gone. All right, you've won the stage on top of Black Mount, but we'll give you a minute. You know some. But they did that in San Remo as well. Wait, I remember them. And then it was like sixty k left. They drove over the all those climbs and shit. Now you got sixty k left, and then they just had to. That's the
1: worst. That's the worst conditions I've ever seen in a bike race because I've never, like, you know, I grew up in the country and I wasn't around snow. So when it started snowing hard, I'm like, I've never experienced this. You know, this is awesome. And I'm thinking, hang on, shit, there's bike riders here. How are they going to go? And then when they stopped the race, I've never seen riders where, you know, when you said you're riding conditions, it was genuine concern for their health. When Mm -hmm. riders were coming in, I remember Baden Cook had like the rattles. And they got on the bus, and they reckon like they were just screaming when they were pulling their gloves off.
2: A few then, guys didn't get out of the bus a hey, for the restart. A few people were just that was their day; they were cooked. Mm.
1: Yeah, and then I remember O yeah. gave him that rev up speech that when you're in the bin and you're hurting and you're just trying to survive, where he goes, "A, hey, this is fucking perfect." You know, only hard bastard's gonna win today, and it's like, oh. Some were going, mate. Just time and place. Like we just want to read the room, yeah, read the room, man. But <laughs> I was <I'm> thinking, <laughs> they're just I'm battling right. yeah, to yeah, not I'm die right. of hypothermia. Hey, only hard bastards. That... Oh,
2: mate. If someone had done that to yeah. me in the Giro this year, when I was literally had like full blown hypothermia, and they're like, yeah, but this is where tough bastards thrive. <laughs> yeah, I, <was laughs> I could have punched them on oh. water, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. But, <laughs> but, but I was like, thinking. I'm warming. I'm warm again. Then
0: I'm warm. Oh yeah. Oh, For, no, re- I'm tough, no, oh yeah. No, I'm not even cold.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just need to rev up. Thanks, mate. That's what saved me. Um, but I was just thinking, in everything that you've said, in summary, I don't know who the race organizer was. Say it was Mick. Poor old Mick. You know, he's been through COVID. Like he's been through two years. There is no worse job than being in some sort of logistics in the middle of a pandemic. He's Mm. confident going into 2022. You know, he loves the hashtag, oh, well, 2022. It's our bloody year. And just before the Nationals, poor old Mick's going, shit, I'm looking at the weather here. This isn't looking good. And then the bloody night.
2: I reckon Mick Mick (laughs) was too busy. He was too busy looking left field at the Omicron coming, the waves coming. Yeah. He he didn't see blindsiding, you know, Cyclone like Dovey coming at him at 80k an hour. Away.
0: Well, he, he was probably thinking, thank God the wind's blowing that way. It's keeping Omicron at bay for a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then poor old Mick's got a million people going, what are we going to do, Mick? What are we going to do? He's going, fuck, mate. Can we just start the race? We just won't do the climb. You're your only going to do bloody laps. Oh, fuck, mate. I've had enough shit for two years. Can you just give me some fucking space? And then <laughs> when the race starts, someone goes, Mick, I've got some news. What's that? fuck mate no insurance that's it i'm done with this shit fucking last lap
2: <laughs> i over. heard the tree fell down i actually heard that this i don't know if this is a true story from the race i heard a tree fell down and in front of Fouché when he was out in front because he had like i don't know three or four minutes or something fucking five minutes maybe i don't know and then there was enough time that a neighbor ran out the guy whose tree fell down ran out with a chainsaw cut the tree in half oh made a for him. give and him the
1: jersey the this should and be a jersey for one. best on ground For not getting held by a tree.
0: One thing, I, one thing I must say, like, and uh, I think in summary, we haven't, um, we've, we've respected the fact that that was how the, it had to go for you guys. Respect, yeah, for Mick. Um, respect for Mick. And poor old Mick. He's thinking, fuck, am I going to do this for another year? No, so, Mick's done. No, Mick's no. not doing events again. Give me
2: he again. <laughs> to do it up, give
0: the, the, no. the long-range forecast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Give me a twelve-month forecast, but I think what one thing I will say to Psych New Zealand was, I I watched the the women's race, and because a teammate of mine and a friend of mine, Georgia Williams was racing, and she was defending champion, and she won the time trial a couple of days earlier. And I I I actually I, I was at dinner, I had dinner with some friends, and I left dinner, and I looked at my phone, and I had a missed call from George Bennett. This is like two hours before the start of the race, and I thought, oh. What's he That's calling not, me for? Mm. What what is George calling me for? Anyway, fuck it, whatever. Um last minute off, rev up. And then um I <laughs> hey, got home from dinner. Bench. Yeah, I, I I got home from dinner. I checked on uh, the the women's race was the live stream. And I was watching the girls race and I was like after about 20 minutes I was like this is this course doesn't look right. Like there's been no climb. This this and I know the roads around Cambridge pretty well. And I was like, this is not where they're supposed to be going. What the hell is going on? So I jumped on the Cycling Zealand Instagram page. And I saw um, their last post said, uh, due to adverse weather conditions, the races have been delayed by one hour. Um, we will update you with further information. And that was it. So then I was like, what the fuck's going on here? So I messaged Cycling Zealand on Instagram, slid into their DMs, as well as Tim Gutsawa, a friend of mine who was commentating. Uh, fucking said, Mick what had what enough on?
1: on his plate. He doesn't have purely... Fucking Instagram and go. I need answers right now because I got a missed call from George Bennett. Now what the fuck's going? No, on? no,
0: what? Nothing to do with George. I was interested in the woman's race and I was just trying to work out what the hell was going on. So I met this gutty who was uh, a mate of mine, who was commentating there, and I met Cycling Zealand on Instagram. I said, "What's happening? Is the course changed?" And they replied saying, "Yeah, yeah, no more climb. The climb's been taken out. Uh, it's a flat lap." Uh, the woman and little do it, we know we're going, going to, six six to cut it down halfway around, but don't tell anybody yet. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. I <laughs> that was a, that was top secret, and then um, uh, so so my my thing to New Zealand was like, why didn't you update your Instagram? And tell me that it was happened. I had to slide into your oh, no, and I, to that.
2: I, I sympathise with them. I mean, the last when you're in crisis situation, the last thing I'm doing is posting on Instagram. I think they were more yeah. worried about keeping a fucking timing marquee up. I saw that absolutely got disintegrated.
0: Um, you only one, you only post on Instagram when you're happy, eh? Because you've done like three or four posts in the last two days.
2: I was like, yeah, fuck he's happy. In a, I'm staying at a lakeside lodge in, in oh. Rotorua and oh, do you know what I did yesterday, Sam? Wow. I ripped the back out of your Strava record up long I saw February. that, but did Do you
0: know what happened though? Did you have to what? climb did you have to get off your bike and climb over the gate?
2: Yeah, what the fuck? I came into that gate at like 30k an hour and I started looking for an option and I was like Left, right, left, right. There's got to be a way around this fucking thing.
0: Now, you got through didn't you?
2: Yeah, well, they've got this thing, but, like, you've got to go from the far right. I had to come on the brakes, and I was doing it. So what happened was I started doing a power test. So I would have absolutely destroyed it, but you told me to start down at the mobile station. That was a stitch-up. I had, like, four or five minutes on the clock by the time I started the hill through the city, and then I finished my... twenty. The last 3K were, like, gravel road because the cyclone had just destroyed everything. And then I finished... My 20 minutes, and I still had like two minutes to go. I was like, fuck. So now, I, then I had to go like small as I could, but you're right, I didn't have to get off and climb the gate, which is what you had so to do.
0: so you so we're, there's there's a climb in Rotorua, which is the only climb, and it's about it's a well, the record's now 17 minutes and 12 seconds held by George Bennett. And previously, I well, actually, I didn't hold it, I lost it by about five seconds to Ollie. Ollie, oh, did you what's his name? Ollie, um, Jones jones um but both of you i think got to ride through the gate when i did the record previously i had there, there was no option to ride through the gate so i got to the gate had to I'd get off my bike lift my bike over the gate clip back in and go again so so this
1: is you the want second, to see, this a is the second second asterisk result for the show hmm. doesn't, um, doesn't count.
0: I, I wouldn't have beat you i wouldn't have beat you but i would have been closer and trust We're me i will get that i will get that record back
2: um yeah, you must not okay. be going
0: that well, actually.
2: No, nah, it was pretty good. <laughs> but um, I just had to finish it three minutes early. The other thing I'd say about Rotorua, so I'm, in, I'm actually in Sam's hometown, killing some time because I'm flying out of here tomorrow, flying to, flying to UAE tour. So I just come and pissed around Sam's old town, town. Caught up with an old teammate of mine, well, a good friend of mine, Wade Mangum, last night. And me and him lived together in France when we all lived, three guys in one bedroom. Oh, when you're no you dumps the dumpster diving absolutely dumpster diving and like it was just so bizarre seeing a, like he was such a cool guy and he's exactly the same as he always has been but it's so crazy that like seeing the past like you know if you meet him now like his wife and he's got two kids and stuff she doesn't she never met him as a cyclist she has no idea that he was you know like he had that life and then at one point that's just behind him and now he's you know he's on he's on the diggers and you know he's got his own business and all this shit and like every now and then something will pop up from cycling and she like what do you mean? He used to be like you know, it's just like that part of his life just stopped, and then just real life resumed. So it's so mm. bizarre, like seeing how we're both heading exactly the same direction, and at one point he just turned left.
1: For, that, you know, that's a good trait though. When he, he hasn't mentioned all that stuff, there'd be nothing. Yeah, no, he's the most humble. Guy with, there, that's it. Mm. You don't see that it's often it. anymore.
2: And I, I also saw another it.
1: one of your mates, Sam,
2: yesterday. Oh, um, best so I saw, Bish, she was riding along, Paul, and um, I was riding along, and this guy I know from years ago, and he saw me out training, and he rolls down the window, and he's like, "I right, right. around." I was like, "Oh, Paul, so just Paul, some quick you...
0: some quick context." So Paul Paul Bishop's the guy. He, I, I I have to say he is he has been a lot of things to me. You know, and like when I when I was young, when I first started cycling in New Zealand, he was like my my idol. Like he was he was he, he's about fifty. Uh, he's about 15 years older than me and when i first started cycling he's from Rotorua, and he was gun mountain biker. he used race in america race world champs world cups and um he's won about you know seven or eight stages into his south and he's he he was a gun cyclist and when i was young he was my idol idol then i got to meet him and then he sort of became my mentor and i trained with him from when i was about 16 years old every day i trained with him as my mentor and then he became far more than that he just became my mate and um, mm. every year I go home from Europe, and I and I'm, when I spend the summer in New Zealand, I just train with Bush every day. And he's always had this like real convenient job where he had worked from like three o'clock in the morning until midday. So then I was able <laughs> to like go out and get a couple of hours done, and then meet him at twelve thirty and do the last couple of hours with him. So I train with him every day every summer I was home as a pro since I, since I was pro. And uh, mm. and yeah, you know you know him as well, George, from like the mountain bike scene, eh? Just from year years of
2: and I was, I was riding along with him but I haven't talked to him for years so you know I haven't seen him for a couple of years three years or something and I was riding along and he's like he ran in the window and I was like I was like oh Paul are we riding tomorrow or what and he's like I can't I was like, why not we We're yelling at each other across the you know we we're driving like 50k an hour to the city I was like why not he's like, I got cancer
1: I was like <laughs> oh well,
2: well fuck um <laughs>
0: All right, <laughs> turns
1: out though, we are about you, to go call, them, life, you but... call them an excuse. That reminds me of John Iffy Trevorrow, who used to be really fat and then he got throat cancer and lost a heap of weight. So people would come up to him and go, jeez, Iffy, you've lost a heap of weight. What have you done? He goes, Cancer. Yeah. Like, oh. Oh. oh, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> no. but uh, uh,
2: but yeah paulie
0: paulie watches the show as well and like mate he, he is he's i've been riding with that guy for fucking 15 16 years and this summer when i was home as well like no exception no exception rode with no, him I just about no every answer. day no no exception and like i was like i'll tell you what there's been times where i've come home from europe and i'm like really early on in my preparation and he fucking loves cycling and he's he's strong he's still strong and he races heaps of masters categories the national uh, masters champion and everything like I've come home early from you know, like early in the preseason and he's just put me away. And then I uh, this year I was like, is there something wrong with you, bro? Because I'm stronger than you this year. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, wasn't quite, it wasn't quite like that. But anyway, like <laughs> we think about we think about you, mate. And um, what, what was the were,
1: best bit of advice he gave you when he was your mentor, Bills, in the early days? Um Come on! If he's I don't one know. of those mentors, you've got these well, quotes not... that pop out. No, it wasn't that sort of mentor. It no, was just no, like. He... Yes, just Do some... you think you'll mind
2: if we tell the story about? Um, I think it was it Jeremy Yates and him, or was it Matt Yates? Well, I
0: don't know if it's this story is accurate. We better be sure before we tell it.
2: <laughs> was it, or was it, or was it Fraser McMaster? I can't remember. It was one of those old boys, <laughs> and there was a punch up on the side of the road.
0: No, it wasn't Paul. I think it was me. (laughs) Was it you? (laughs) He might have just been an (laughs) onlooker.
2: Was that me and you? Was that the time you and you got on the spot? Yeah, that
0: was the time you and me had a punch on. Oh, that one. Yeah, I'm confused.
2: Uh, Now,
1: Bills, the last episode, we we promised the listeners one very, very important thing, and that was we may have
0: merch. Before we do that, I want to just touch on one more controversial subject that's happening in the cycling world at the moment. Okay. So the
2: TT rig Nationals uh, is the joke that put my fucking seat out by two, mil- uh, two centimeters.
0: No, but it's related to that. It's oh. Oh, okay. after the so Bernal, as we spoke about in the last episode, Bernal and everyone knows, Bernal had that bad crash on his time, time trial bike in training. And now there's a big discussion around whether, and me was the first to say it, it was like, should time trial bikes be banned from, cy- from cycling, from professional cycling? Therefore, mm. meaning that we will race on road bikes and time trials at tours and things like that. Um, and his argument is that, yeah, it's safer, which there's absolutely no doubt about it, that it is safer. It's, it's, it's far less safe to train on a time trial bike than what it is to train on a road bike, but you need to train on a time trial bike to prepare for these time trials. And also the fact that um, there's a massive discrepancy in equipment in general in cycling with tires wheels it's helmets, really, clothing it's really clothing really
2: exaggerated and that's where it comes out isn't it in cycling, massively in,
0: in massively trials. exaggerated yeah. in time trials so and unbelievable
2: um, what a difference it makes and, and you can't communicate that to the public so you know no. you can and, and only the riders know it they can go okay for an hour last year I pushed this or you know you, you know there's only there's you've got the numbers that you go okay well I can see that and you can only compare it relative to riders because every course is different but I used I I used to get beaten by that guy. I've got a new bike. Now I'm smashing him or something like that, you know? Mm. And it's, it's, it's bizarrely, bizarrely and I, and it, proportionate. Yeah. You know?
0: In like a really simple way on this exact same day, you could say like, okay, but we're going to do me on this bike and George on this bike with this equipment, with this helmet, with this skin suit mm. and me with this bike, with this helmet, with this skin suit. and we're going to do 20 kilometers as fast as we can. Okay. And let's say, okay, I beat George by 20 seconds. And then, we could swap bikes, and then he might beat me by twenty seconds, mm. and and yeah. and that at the exact same power wattage, exact same power output. Yeah. So that can only come down to equipment. So the the other argument was like, okay, there's a massive discrepancy, and that is it unfair. Um, so it's it's a really interesting discussion.
2: But that is I, that not in, part of in, the something. excitement of cycling? Like I think that that's cool. Yeah. I I love the pursuit of speed. I love the like. You know as much as i hate going on a wind tunnel and all the faff around it, i love the thought of like when you look at a bike and you're like holy shit, i've just made 20 watt gain or this or that and you, you know and the the you know the i mean it's hard when you're in new zealand because you don't have all the gears and stuff but if they're there and they're putting ceramic speeds that ceramic chains on and you know this and that mm. and, and it's almost about like who works the hardest mm. or who's prepared to you know go the extra mile and you know and on jumbo they were they were just completely flicking sponsors because they would go, well, your wheel's too slow. We're buying these. And you go, you know, and that caused them a lot of trouble, but it was just relentless. You know, they were just at all costs bought wheels or bought this and that and that. But not, like you say, not every team's in a position to be able to do that because, you know, wheels are expensive or sponsors are precious. And so it's pretty, it is pretty hard.
0: Hmm. I, I, I reckon that it can't happen like you, you can't take time trial bikes out of time trialing because like mm. the whole point of the whole point of life in general the whole point of any industry you work in whether it be um law whether it be um a builder whether it be a sports person, the whole point of it is to is to evolve you know and yeah, to gain an and gain an advantage if you com- if you're competing against somebody, but also like you want to change. Like cycling has changed so much to the point where we where a lot of people, where most people wear skin suits and road races. That was never a thing. Like 50 years ago, they we were wearing were woolen jumpers with a pack of cigarettes in the back pocket, you know. And that it's the evolution of the sport makes things faster, it makes more exciting, all that stuff. So I think the reality is that that's never going to happen. Time trial bikes mm-hmm. will always remain in the sport simple as that um but whether or not his arguments are valid is a different it's completely what you always
2: just say with frumy though is like he says one thing it might be some throwaway comment and everyone just goes jumps in and goes frum thinks he shouldn't be time trials and he's, yeah. maybe just like oh fuck we should just, we should just flip the tt bikes actually you know what i mean it's just a throwaway comment and then but it wasn't like, he did
0: a he did a whole youtube video about it oh, i right. saw it like mate frumy's saying like it's you know, there's a massive discrepancy in equipment. Well, for fucking ten years of your career, mate, you had the best and you, were winning <laughs> you're the <laughs> and you you've are winning. now you got a slower really? setup. Now you got yeah. a slower setup and you're like oh, your bed, fuck, it's unfair. Well, yeah. fucking join the club, mate. That's where we've all been for <laughs> ten
2: years before. Yeah. <laughs> what I was just thinking though is there's a high density of YouTubers on Israel. Alex yeah. Dowsett through me and now Daryl Imput Limper- and fuck Daryl makes me laugh.
1: Oh yeah. He's hilarious because he doesn't give a shit about being a dag. Nah. You know, some guys nah. go, oh, I've got to protect this brand. Whereas Daryl goes, I don't give a fuck, man. Let's just shoot Do you it. The sponsors are ra- Do you reckon his
2: sponsors are rating the fact that he's just ripping on all the names of shit? Uh, like, because I saw,
0: we're, we're sponsored by SheCon as well. The, gla- the sunglasses SheCon. And he did a yeah. little ad saying SheCon. And uh, <laughs> they, 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 they like commented on it. Like, this is awesome. But what
2: about Factor, right? They named their time trial like Hanzo. And he's like, just can't wait to get my Hanzo one of these. <laughs> yeah.
1: Dad jokes with Daryl And he's just
2: yeah. like just trolling his sponsors. I was just like, it's so good.
1: It's like yeah. when he said he was going to do the YouTube channel, I'm thinking, well, I'm a bit of an expert at this. So I'll give him some <laughs> advice, you know, and I'm giving him all this stuff. And I hadn't looked at his channel. He's like, oh, thanks, Jonesy. Yep, no worries yet. And then I sent something. That's just, yeah, cool, man. I'm thinking, oh, I better actually check his channel out. And I looked at him like, what the fuck am I doing? He's doing better shit with a better plan It's different. I need to do the follow-up message going, sorry, bro. Shoot, like, you're, you're doing great. Like, you know, don't worry about any of my shit. You need, you need to do it to our YouTube
0: channel because I, I watched one of his episodes and he had this little subscribe button pop up. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, we need that. We never had that. (laughs) I've I've added this little, for those watching on YouTube, there's a little subscribe button in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that if you're not a subscriber. That's it. And subscribe. Now, can we
1: talk about merch? Merch. Yeah, merch. Merch. Open open up. Listen, we've been holding a secret for a couple of months and – that's tough for us because we just want, we got verbal diarrhea. So we just want to tell you everything. And we've officially joined the DM network and they do some awesome shows. Like the biggest ones, but advocate in Australia. And they got one of the biggest networks in Australia, New Zealand. This all come about because Sam Buley messaged the manager of, who is it? The inspired Inspired Unemployed. unemployed. And then she's replied back as you do, because someone sent her a message and Sam being, shithouse at logistics was like hey bro i got this message from manager it's real vague i'm going what are you talking about i don't know i think i messaged her what's uh anyway she wants to wants to chat they will shit that sounds important let's but yeah she wants to organize zoom chat we organize zoom chat sam and, <laughs> and Georgia were at a retreat off season Normally, people when they're got an official meeting, they've you know they've got a nice shirt on, they've you know washed their, t- brushed their teeth at least. Those boys went into that red hot. <laughs> so we have this meeting, and there was the guys from the DM network wanting to chat with us about the show. And George and Sam are like, "Yeah, I will be honest with you, mate. We're at end of season." Well, you know, we way. first
2: wake up, we had we all went away <laughs> for this night out. I just come in from your Tour or something, and we had this massive night out. And like the meeting was at nine am. And, like, Sam rings Jonesy, like, five to nine. And before even before that you even said three words, you're like, mate, are you still pissed? And you're like, oh, my God, this is the, this is the worst start to our most important business meeting. And then you're like, Sam goes, you think I'm bad? George isn't even up yet.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Like three to nine. I said, you just shut like, up and let me do the talking, boys, <laughs> because you're not exactly. going to
2: carry out of it. He comes and wakes me up. He's like, mate, we've got a meeting in two minutes. And so we both walk out and we just sit there, staring at the screen. And I look at him and look at me and we're both wearing swan dries. And we're just like here <laughs> like this. Oh, it's like we're so there.
0: We're so piss crook. A lot of you remember when I posted about the, the off-season <laughs> podcast retreat. There was the night after, the, the morning after that. So we had a massive night. And, and they and always I remember, are. I remember yeah. going to bed. I remember at three o'clock in the morning going, oh, it's three. We bet it. No, I won't have another drink. I'll shut it down. I got a call in the morning. It was like three
1: AM. And we're fucking blind. I got a video when I woke up for like when I had this meeting, and it's a video of you guys doing front kicks, and, like two thirty in the morning. Going, yeah, front kick with like music cranking. And I'm going, oh fuck, if the front kicks are out there, you're going to be cruel guys the next day. And they and they always start a business meeting with a simple call where they go. Hey guys, how are you traveling? And I'm thinking, just cover it, boys. Just go, like, yeah, no, we're we good, mate, and just move on. George puts his head and he goes, oh, I'll be honest with you, I'm hung as fuck. It was a monster last night. And um, yeah, it's off season for us. These boys loved it, they were pissing themselves. I thought, actually, that, that might work out all right. And then when the funniest was then we were like, What's this call about, guys? And they go, Oh, well, we've introduced these guys, they really love your podcast, they want to join the network. And yeah, they want to make it happen. And I was like, holy shit. Someone's actually got interest in this show. We pretty much just did it for this underground group in New Zealand pretty much that we could have a bit of a laugh and rip the piss. So then I said, all right, let's do it. You know, and everyone's on board. And then I remember, got off the phone, I said to Sam, I go, mate, what the fuck just happened? And he, was, we were pissing ourselves laughing. And we said to them, one of the key things is, Look, guys that all sounds great but can you guys do merch and they're like yeah of course we can we can organize all that stuff and we're like holy shit, we've got merch Like, we're gonna get merch we can deliver on a promise and we said in the meeting we've only been promising merch for 18 months i ordered a hoodie in april last year and it still hasn't arrived so we've got people that can actually do merch so we're going to spitball some ideas with them and get that happening but um the funniest was when I wanted to talk with George, like, "Mate, how good's this?" He goes, "Nah, George has gone back to bed. He's crook." <laughs> like that was it. And then, and then, this process of going. The funniest was the next record when someone actually showed interest in the show. We binned the entire record. Oh, yeah. We literally said, "That's it." We couldn't handle the pressure. Where we were like, "Ah, oh, um, welcome back to Social Distance Podcast." Uh, it's good. Good. Any stories, guys? Like, it was oh, so no, I shit. Still. It was so shit, but we yeah, was so no. nervous. Oh, but we're back. So now we've got
0: and, yeah, and you did right, Jones. We we are uh, we're going to be the social distance podcast is now going to be a um a DM podcast podcast. um We're going to be on there uh, by the time the show goes out. Uh, once I work out how the do the transfer and everything. If you you go on Apple Podcasts and type in the Social Distance Podcast, it will still come up, but you'll find us on the DM Podcast channel uh, from now on. Um, And, yeah, I reckon they'll be able to do merch for us. And so, yeah, I guess, I mean, at the end of the day, there's only two things to say, really, and one of them is thank you to the listeners because, Mm. you know, without you guys, we wouldn't have, you know, carried on doing this fucking shit show that we do um we still had we had enough interest to want to do another show after another show and to thanks the guys at dm podcast for you know seeing something in in the same shit, and um you know it's bloody exciting to be part of that network and um another thing that we have to announce now that we're um a part of that network we're actually gonna have to do regular shows which is fucking hard to believe i'm sure it's very hard for all of you guys to wrap your teeth and your ears around
1: they always say there's nothing like there's no
0: such thing as a free lunch there's nothing so you know we've got an obligation to do a regular show mm. so once every six months we'll be putting a show out <laughs> <No, no, no. laughs> no, so we'll be we'll, we will be guys we will be coming um fortnightly uh and that's guaranteed now so we'll, we'll be dropping episodes on every second tuesday so whenever you hear a show if you hear a show on a tuesday then you know work for tuesday forward, work for <laughs> tuesday <laughs> see you next Tuesday. Work for two weeks. Um so every right. second Tuesday. And this the show once the show drops on a Tuesday, you'll see two weeks. And we'll that, be in um,
2: we'll be in UAE tour, Sam. Well I will be.
0: Will you be there? I'll be there. I'll we're so George and I are both heading off to UAE tour
1: tomorrow. Um Ooh, and... uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so, this team is Ooh. your tour down under, mate. Oh, yeah. This is your tour Ooh. down under. You will just we'll be do. flooded with local. This is support. a green edge version of tour down under. Hey, boys, yeah, I
2: actually to go. I'm super late. I'm going to, I actually am going for Rival Paul Bushett right now.
1: So, uh, that, wasn't, the that, old fire. that wasn't in the contract. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're early,
1: boys.
0: All yeah, uh, right, no, we're good. So, yeah, um, have See a good George. ride, George. And yeah, so every, everybody, every second Tuesday, uh, we'll be dropping a show. So we'll, we'll, the show will be up in Australian New Zealand time in the morning. When you guys wake up, the show will be up. Um, and that'll be late, late Monday night European time. But yeah, uh, effectively every Tuesday, every second Tuesday, sorry. Um, so you can, you can subscribe to the show knowing the you can f- subscribe to the show on the DM Podcast channel network on Apple Podcasts or to our podcast on um, Spotify or whatever other audio platforms you use. And don't forget our YouTube channel, um and it it, feel,
1: weeks... it it feels like if this if we were a cycling team this podcast it feels like we've just been elevated to the world tour now mm. like we've done our apprenticeship we've done two years you know and now we've got the opportunity to go bang don't mm-hmm. and, and it's like the old days don't fuck it that's mm. why we couldn't do that first show afterwards because the pressure it's like the first yeah. race in the in the world tour jersey we we're like oh geez i'm nervous and chopping people or whatever no we're, we're fine now we don't care mm.
0: yeah well yeah. what are they gonna do now they got us um <laughs> <laughs> right <Right-o. laughs> thanks guys uh, see you guys in two weeks exactly like share subscribe